Hello, welcome to Let's Talk Crown Rules with our host, Quentin Ford, and myself, Julia Dozier. I am the author of two books focused on the health and well-being of relationships within the Black community. My first published book, Crown Rules, One Woman's Journey to the Stone, is an explorative journey into the heart, mind, and soul of a woman. It is designed for the rebuilding of a woman's self-identity, her purpose, and her vision for her future. The book contains journaling exercises for her to document her transformation on her journey to the throne. The second edition will be available in 2021. My current book release, Crown Rules 2, How Black Men Love, is purposed to provide healing and restoration to the relationships we conduct within our race by establishing first and foremost that black men do love. The book contains interviews held with 10 black men at different ages and stages of their lives. They share the meaning, perspective, and their experience of love in their own words. Each week, Quentin and I look forward to discussing the book and one of the 13 questions asked of each man. And we invite you, our audience, to share your questions, your thoughts, your experience, and your wisdom as we journey through Black love. So sit back, relax, and let's talk Crown Rules. Please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hey, good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. You know, I was so caught up in Julia's introduction which will probably be the last time we ever hear that beautiful introduction. Again, I was so caught up that I didn't have us on the screen. So anyway, good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope, as well as our other streaming channels. And uh, I must say that I'm super excited for tonight's show. Um, we got I have a surprise for Julia. So she'll be uh, laughing, hiding her face behind her hand because she's going to be shocked that I was able to recover this beautiful footage. That's all I'm going to say. It's footage, folks. It's footage. Oh, so what's up, Jules? Nothing much, Quentin. How are you this evening? Um, I'm great. I'm pumped up for tonight's show. Thanks, I know dude. that, um, as they say, all good things come to an end. But surely, um, with tonight's closing of one chapter, as we would say, another chapter has arrived. Yes, the chapter yes. has arrived, and um, tonight is part two of the last episode in the third, the thirteenth question. Yes, to Julia's book is actually um, questions. I mean, there's chapter six through ten. Yes, it is. What is it about a man? What is it about how a man loves that you want women to know? A Absolutely. lot of times, um, some men may not tell women or explain to women the depths of love. Yes. So Julia's question came right on time. And one I want one of the things I wanted to say to my co-host, and I kept forgetting it. And I kept saying, I'm gonna remind Julia, but I keep forgetting, I keep forgetting. So yes. I took I took this note down to remind Julia. Sure. One of, one of the things that Julia did, she 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 in her expertise, I like to give her a lot of credit for the book, and I always do it every week. But one of the things that I always miss is, hey, good evening, Lacey. One of the things that I always miss is I, I don't explain to, one of, to the audience or someone that doesn't have the book. One of the unique things that Julia did in the book is she did not only just put them in chapters – of the men. She basically put them in like a subdivision. So the audience and the reader can get an understanding of the age bracket of the type of men she dealt with. So six through 10 dealing with this question and dealing in the book are dealing with men of a certain age, as we like to say. So one through five, one through one through 10, mm -hmm. the 10 men, it's a chronological age from the age 30 mm -hmm. to the age 80. Mm -hmm. So as you progress in the book, you start to understand who at what point is answering what question and what type of age bracket they may be may be in. And like we always say, we don't um, count maturity level at an age, but some people do mature and learn from age. And as they say, when you're a certain age, you do certain things. 
Right. So what's going on, Jules? Nothing much. I'm just so excited for tonight. As we were talking about backstage, it's been an amazing journey. And what I really appreciate, I think I said it last week, but I have to say it again, is I think that when you're when you're in the process of creating something that you want to offer, you can become so engrossed in the process. Like, for example, doing the interviews and you know transcribing from the the vocal recordings to to text, and then working on the manuscript and even getting out the second edition. This whole process has really helped me to grow and to learn and to understand on a, a higher level about, about love, about how black men love. Um, we've had ladies in the chat, you know, share share their responses and you know their questions and their ideas. So, how women love—it's just like it's been amazing. I've, I feel like I've learned so much, and I'm just—I'm so grateful for the whole experience. So, one of one of the things that um that you did as well, and and, and you bringing it up, is that Julia actually in the beginning of the book. I have I have both editions, the first edition and the second edition. And in the first edition, Julia, what she did is she put the 13 questions up. And she she put the 13 questions as basically like a questionnaire that a lot of the women mm -hmm. that may be reading the book can give to men. Give to men to answer these questions. Uh, even men, get us to your sons, get us to your brothers, get us to your friends and be like, Answer these questions for me. So it, it allows, um, like when we had Coleman on the show, yes. uh, yourself, myself, um, other people shared videos. It allows a person to look at their self in the beginning mm -hmm. and in the end. Like even mm -hmm. with Coleman, when you asked him the questions back then, up until now, he's evolved. Yes. I mean, he's evolved. And uh, I have a video. I have a couple videos that I'm going to show later. Okay. Um, you know, you got you have a good audience right now. So, let's get into my brother Charm because Charm uh Charm is chapter 6. Yes, he is. And, uh, unfortunately, the audio that Julia did with Charm got destroyed in the translation, the end of the audio. Yeah. And um for those that don't know, I don't know Charm, but um he is he is of the younger group of men. What about the middle? Group of men. About the middle, yes. And um, he's quite fiery with his answers. Um, <laughs> yes, he if is. You, if you read about Charm, Charm is chapter six, everyone. Yes. So, uh, I was I was looking forward to catching his answers to question twelve and thirteen. And <laughs> but, and I'm sorry. But we don't have his answers, so we're gonna work on that. Yes, I'm going to actually reach out to him um, to see if he will be open to conducting a, a second interview. And yes, maybe we could get Tom on, but um, see if he will be open to a second interview and have him answer those questions. And I'm excited for that for that process, because as you said, from the time this was written up until now, I'm sure he has evolved and I, I sure, I'm sure that fire is blazing right now. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and I can easily add it to the book without, you know, having to release a new edition. So I think I'm definitely going to do that. I gotta, I gotta always remind my friend Eric about these caps, Eric in the, in the text world caps, <laughs> caps, you're yelling at them. So you gotta be mindful. <laughs> I know I get on you about caps, but everybody, when you see a bunch of caps, they feel like you're yelling at them. Is it that you? Is it that? Is it that we believe women are, have a better handle on love than men at this juncture in our generation are overall? No, not well, not not in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, not in this scenario. Um, I believe that the answers are gonna is gonna be very interesting. Um, Hermes, and plus I have a like I said, I have a video. Um. Of, I have two videos. I have one video of a friend of mine who's been married for over 24 years. Um, I think they've been with their wife for 24 years. 
Um, hopefully the video will come through. I know with the internet connection, even though I'm hardwired, y'all, yeah. internet is a little crazy. I don't have FiOS, Nicole, unfortunately. So they don't offer FiOS in my area. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to play the video. So we go, into, we go into, go ahead, Jules. I just wanted to answer um, Eric's question. I think that, you know, even though the book centers around men and it asks the question of men, I think we as women, when we read the question or we read the answers, we have an opportunity to develop new thinking or new ideas about about love and and um, about how men love, but also how we love and love. As we see through the book, as um, Quentin said earlier, it it follows men between the ages of 30 and 80. And what we see is that love is something that evolves. It's not something that is stagnant. So I wouldn't say that women have a greater handle on it. I would say that we're all evolving, that we're all evolving and all learning. And hopefully we're all trying to be better lovers. Absolutely. T. Lachelle said, after watching playbacks, and uh, T. Lachelle, appreciate for you uh all that you do, very supportive of the show, um, very supportive of the playbacks. A lot of times I, I try to watch the playback the next day or listen to the playback. And sometimes you listen to a playback, you'd be like, did I say that? Or I didn't catch that I said that, or I didn't catch that. So uh, Tila Shell said, after watching playbacks, I have mm -hmm. a greater appreciation understanding of how men love and how mm -hmm. I have a responsibility to myself and my mate mm -hmm. to be patient. Yes. Gain understanding and communicate in a healthy and yes. constructive manner. Yes, all I, of that. I, I, yeah, all of that, T. Lachelle. You definitely uh, brought the brought the pain with that statement. I think that um, sometimes uh, people in relationships, or even if you're not in a relationship, will come to a show or a subject matter and be like, I don't need to hear that. I'm not in a relationship. Or I don't need to hear that. Me and my mate are good, are good, we're okay. At the end of the day, though, we all try to seek perfection, knowing that we're in, imperfect people. So it's always time to learn new things, learn different ideas, learn different strategies to try to get uh, a better understanding of how different people think. And I always say, and I know Jules heard me say it, a relationship is two imperfect people trying to live perfectly together. Yes. Uh, yes, so that right there alone could tell you. I mean, you might get upset because they uh, like the toilet paper over and you like it under. <laughs> exactly. Something as simple as that. Right. Uh, so I uh, appreciate you, T. Lachelle. Oh, Thank she you, said. <laughs> so speaking about Hermes. Yes. Hermes, Hermes is straight cut, no chaser, too. Listen, he did not come to play games, okay? He said, women overthink it. <laughs> he said, it ain't no in between the lines. It he ain't said, no, uh, we love at face value. He's, he right. said, men love on top of the line. Yeah. He said, women sometimes are in between the lines. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I have uh, um, something else I, I, I highlighted her man said. You asked him, he said to you in a paragraph that love was a contact sport. Yes. And you said, when you say love is a contact sport, though, what do you mean? Yes. Hermes says contact, communication, no hitting, but kissing, touching, caressing, sharing space, communication. There's a time and place for everything. You just got to know the time and know the when and know the place. If you cover those things, you'll have a great relationship with anybody knowing that there's a time, a place, and a space for everything. You just got to know when the time is, where the place is for certain things, and where the space is, and to never neglect to fill those spaces, places, and things up. Spaces, places, and times. Knowing when to give space and time. Profound yeah. statements. Profound. Hermes might have nailed it. Might have knocked it right out the park with that one. He knocked it out the park. Because he, he spoke about something that was interesting. Um, knowing when your mate wants to be hugged, knowing when your mate wants some space, and that does not happen um, overnight. That does not. I mean, you gotta know, like, if your mate had a bad day, how should I handle them? You know, do I gotta use kid gloves? 
cannot play with them, cannot be harsh. And a lot of times in certain situations, somebody will come in in in, in your mate may come in your personal space when you want some me time. And you'd be like, oh, I, ain't, I ain't really feeling you. <laughs> like, 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 not right now. Like, it not takes, right now. No, get, get off me. <laughs> yeah. It takes time. And like he, like he said, you know, throughout all of his answer, it takes time, but it also takes a willingness. He said, showing love is such a strength that you have to have because you have to be weak. Mm. You have to you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. He said opening up your opening yourself up to somebody it's a lot to endure. We open ourselves up with the expectation of being loved and not being picked apart, not being ridiculed and not being made fun of. Love is real. Like you have to in order to know that how you know how to soothe your partner when they've had a bad day. You have to pay attention to that. And you can't be offended that they might not want to be in contact with you at that moment. You know what I mean? Program note, if you're on that Facebook, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, put the love symbol. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe <laughs> and share and okay. do all that good stuff. We need the algorithm to trigger. Yeah, I thought what Hermes said was very interesting. Um, uh, let me see what Eric has another question for you, Jules. Why not just open your mouth, notwithstanding all communication, not verbal communicate? I mean, sometimes you could you could ask the wrong question. Um, I'm, I can answer some of that. I mean, sometimes, like you said, Eric, some communication ain't verbal. So if you verbally, well, what's wrong? Why you had a bad day? They may not want to talk about it. And I think it goes back to what Hermes says. You have to be vulnerable. A lot of times people people have a lot of things that they that they want to say in their heart or they have a lot of things that they're thinking. Uh, but they don't know if it's, you know, appropriate to say. They don't know how it's going to be received. They don't know, you know, once it's received, how it's going to be handled moving forward. So it's like you almost have to have this trust that the person that you're in the relationship with loves you and cares about you as much as you love and care about them and take the chance. Because a lot of relationships, I think, are unsuccessful because people don't communicate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you get some people... Like, like we discussed in the book, it's funny, the communication thing. Um, and I think Andre even speaks about it in the video. Um, some communication, some people, like like Hermes said, like we ain't trying to overthink this thing. Some people just are not going to get into super detail every day, long, drown-out uh, grunt sessions. They just want to live life, uh, be happy, pay some bills, and don't say nothing. No, Eric, I don't I don't think so you have to be willing to play game. No, it's not a matter of being games, Eric. It's a matter of you have to be willing to know how to communicate with your specific mate. It's not a a, a blueprint for everybody. You gotta know your mate, their mood swings, their days, because how can I say this? Let me say <laughs> go ahead, Jules. It's not that you have to, it's not that you have to play games, even though Hermes did say it's a contact sport. Love, love requires thinking, planning, and action sometimes. Even when you're being, even when you're being spontaneous, it takes thinking, planning, and action. Um, in earlier shows, we talked about, you know, the five love languages. So you know, let's say you get into a spat with with your partner and one of their love languages is acts of service. If you if you, you know, after that argument, demonstrate an act of service, maybe cleaning up something or taking care of something that they would normally taken care of. That's a way of showing love that opens the gate for communication to happen. So, you know, love doesn't just happen. It takes thought and intention and care. So you could, so you communicate with your mate. 
Yes. You can live in the house with somebody and not even know, for example, when you go in a, a hospital, not even know their allergies, right? So you can live in the house, you could be with somebody for a year, two years, three years, five years, and you don't know what they eat. I'm giving you guys an example, so just work with me for a minute. So now you know things been rough. She done had a bad day. You don't want to buy flowers, so you want to buy this beautiful, beautiful, the biggest edible arrangement, right? You send it to the job because you know she's been going through something. I mean, this edible arrangement looks tight, serious. Best out. <laughs> but guess what? She allergic to citrus. Should have known. <laughs> That's what I mean. You communicating. You trying. I mean, you can live with them. I mean, it's, I'm quite sure some of us have seen it. Some of us have siblings that we've lived with. I mean, I, I, I grew up. I had two brothers, and two two sisters, and a brother in the house, and. It was things that in our diets that we didn't eat. I, I didn't eat certain things. I, I did eat certain things. Um, so I'm saying, so with a mate, sometimes it's like an unspoken language. I mean, I, I have a niece that's allergic to citrus. That's what made me think of it. Like, and I still remember it. Now she probably ain't allergic to citrus no more. But could just imagine that you done you done spent a hundred something dollars on this big old joint from uh edible arrangements, <laughs> and she allergic to citrus. Got to give it to everybody in the office. But that's, you know, that's one of the things that Hermes also talked about. White Castle says, I love you. Yes, it does. <laughs> right. Um, allergic to strawberries. Yeah, you have to know. And that's one of the things that Hermes has said. He said, you know, the things that you have done with other people, don't try to do them with me. Like, love me in a special way. And how do you love me in a special way? You love me in a special way by understanding what's important to me, what makes me feel good. And I understand the same for you. Yeah, and, you know, and that's what it's all about. And like mom, she's talking about you send the flowers and she has an allergic reaction to pollen. <laughs> you put me around pollen at a certain time of the year, I'm going to have a problem. I'm going to have, I'm talking about eyes swell up. I'm gonna have to go to the hospital. I'm gonna do the Benadryl thing. I'm gonna have to go to a hospital during certain times of the year. And even where I live at, the pollen count is low. You live somewhere else, the pollen count is high. So this is certain, and, and, and I know it sounds like, you know, it ain't that serious, but these are ways of communication with your mate that you need to know. Like, not, I don't want everybody that's in a relationship to go, well, honey, what you allergic to? No, it's not that, it's just, Communicating without what do you like? You know how like we, we talked about um when we had our guest up before, um, and they were talking about how they spoke without speaking. That's what you do over and that happens over a period of time. Some people would take a a year or less, or some people take 20 years, some people take 30 years. I know some of us have heard the stories. I was married to my husband over 50 years and I never knew who he really was. Exactly. I hope that's not happening currently. You know, relationships and love, you know, they they have they have been what they have been in in the past, right? We all have a formula or a template, things that we see. Even now, social media tries to tell us how to love. I think we have an opportunity to create our own pattern of what that looks like. And what one of the things that the book aims to do is just like demonstrate that that's rooted in questions. You have to, you should be willing to ask your partner questions to know what's important to them so that you can please them if it's within your capacity to do so. Who wants to be with somebody who's not interested in them? Exactly. Exactly. So on to Nikki D. Nikki D. Hmm. What do you think about his answer? I thought his answer was profound. I mean, I, I believe that. Like I always say that. I You know how he said one of the things that he pointed out, Nikki D, about the the question was, men want to give women their all, and well, it goes back. And it goes back to when um when it is that you know man woman relationship. 
we always hear a lot of stories about how a lot of men don't take care of their, a lot of women are paying the bulk of the bills. I believe that it, I believe that that would, that bothers a man. I believe the man is naturally wants to be the provider of his family. He wants to be, even though he may not and may not make the amount of money where he can pay all the bills, he wants to be. So coinciding with what he said is that, you know, you, a man wants to give the woman that he's with everything. Everything. The I mean, right he, woman. The right woman. The right woman. Everything. Let's clear that up. No one, everybody out here thinking that just because you're with a man that he wants to give you everything. Men yeah. usually give everything to the right woman, to the sure. woman for him. So what else did you notice about Nikki D? Because I, I want to play this video, some of this video, if, if the uh, connection is strong. My friend wrote, uh, he sent a video that's 10 minutes long. And I know that's long, folks, but I, I, I went through some of it. You know, I think that we could find it very interesting. I, I would like to read what Nikki D, Nikki D said. Because he, he really defined what everything everything was. And this is a gentleman who's in his 60s. Yeah, the right woman. Good evening, King. This is a, this is a man who's in his 60s. So his perspective is a little bit different than probably somebody who's in an earlier on category. So he said, a man wants to love a woman the way a man thinks he should love a woman. To protect her, to provide for her, to knock her socks off in bed, provide her with beautiful children, provide all of her dreams be the underpinning of her career if she wants one, provide her all of that stuff. And if we can't do all of that, we still want it to be okay. For the most part, we're doing the best that we can. We really are. Most of us are most of the time. Mm. Recognize when your man is doing the best he can, ladies. So I asked that. Um, I know that Eric is there. I know that King is there. I don't know what other men are in there. I'm going to ask you guys this question. What is it about how a man loves that you want women to know? We're going to play the video. Hopefully it goes all the way through. If not, I'll stop it. But it's a very interesting thing. Uh, my friend Andre gave a perspective on marriage. Um, that's not the theme of the day, but I think we can learn some things out of this. That's the question that everybody wants to know. I think some some of these answers, and I'm being honest with you, some of these answers are <clears throat> they're universal, meaning just about in every relationship you got to have these things. Um, sometimes there's things in the, that makes a good relationship for one person may not be something that makes a good relationship for another. And, um, just the, and I'll, you know what, I'll get into that, uh, in just a second, but let me, I'll stick with the basics first. So I think the first thing that makes a good relationship is trust. That's, that's, that's a given. Um, if there's no trust there, there is no relationship, no matter how you paint it or how you want to see it. It's no relationship because the trust thing is, 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 it's not just, it's just, it's just not cheating or anything like that. It's trust about knowing that your significant other is going to take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. Um, so we can go with the relationship in terms of infidelity and stuff like that. You got to trust your partner, um, go out, you know, they go, I, you know, I've been married for for over 24 years. Okay. And, and I've been with my wife 27. So if I go out, which I don't often, cause I'm just lazy, but if I go out, um, uh, with the fellas or whatever, my wife never has a, never has a problem with it because she know she can trust me. And she knows that I ain't doing nothing. That's going to mess up my relationship at all. I don't, I don't care what it is. I don't care. I just don't, you know, my, I value my relationship too much. So, and the same thing with her, if she goes out with her girlfriend, she goes on a girlfriend's trip, stuff like that. 
I have no issues with it. And I've met dudes who, who just like, you know, they, they, they funny about their wives going out with, with their girlfriends. Even if they were single, I wouldn't care because I know my wife is my own person. And that trust that I have for her, I don't worry about nothing. And another thing with the trust thing is that if they don't, if, if, if he or she don't trust him or her, that could be a problem too. The calling, where you at, and all of this stuff. We, we, when you coming home, that that right there can drive somebody away. Period. So, um, if there's no trust, then you know there's nothing there. Um, the second thing I think that uh, what makes a relationship good and work is compromise. Okay. Um, and you know what? I feel, Let me just go back. Let me go back with the trust thing. Now I said, I, I mentioned trust about like uh, in, regarding infidelity and stuff like that. But the other trust is a factor is that um, making sure that they're going to do what they do to take care of you. You know what I mean? Like um, if my wife loses her job or we lose some type of extra income, then I need to make up for that. Like I, I need to go out and do what I got to do to make up for that and make sure she don't worry about that. So that's the trust that she's, you know, your partner has to have in you and vice versa. You know, if I lose, if I lose my job, somebody, you know, you know, I'm hoping my wife, um, you know, just hold me down until I get another job. Cause you know, I'm going to get another job. I'm going to do what I got to do for my kids. But that's where the trust comes in too. You got to trust that your partner will be able to take care of you and they'll, and you know, vice versa. So, um, in terms of trust, those two, those two factors of trust right there is, is good. And, and it'll, and it'll push your relationship a much longer than, um, the relationship that doesn't have the trust. So, um, just wanted to get that cause I forgot to mention that. So the second one, again, is compromise. Um, the compromise is something it, it that's a real big thing um, because here's the thing. You're not, you're not going to be in when there's two people involved. You, if you're watching a movie by yourself, you could flick it. Boom, boom, boom. You could turn the channel right in the middle of the movie. It, it ain't no big deal. Ain't nobody watching it, but you, so you can turn the TV off, turn it down, turn it high, turn it low, uh, the volume, whatever. And it's just you. But when your significant other is in that room with you, and you're watching TV and she's watching TV and y'all watching it together. You may not be able to just turn it to anything you want. Maybe that volume is too loud for her or him. And maybe that, that your significant other wants you to turn it up or turn it down. Um, and that's just an example I'm, I'm, I'm providing. I'm not, this is not like, well, if you watch TV with your, with your significant other and she wants you to turn it up, and turn it down, you're good. No, I'm just using it as an example of compromise and the compromise, uh, compromising goes to a much higher level and that can get into, um, types of religion that you want to share with your children and stuff like that. But, um, the basic principle of compromise is not having it your way all the time. So if you can't compromise, then that's another thing that can hinder your relationship because, you know, you're not meeting halfway and you have to meet halfway to, to have a successful marriage, I think, and, and relationship in terms of, you know, what I think, um, s somebody else may differ, but, um, that's what I think. I think, uh, the compromise is very important. You, you gotta meet them halfway. All right. Just like, um, like a seesaw. Okay. And I'm going to use this, uh, the best way I can, a seesaw. When you're on a seesaw, I sit on it. It goes down. The person on the other end is up high, right? I have to come up a little bit. Okay. So the seesaw is like this. I got to come up a little bit just to be level. That That's like a compromise. Like when you're, when you're, it's like a metaphor. I'm using this as a metaphor, like in terms of seesaw, like, if if I'm down here and my wife is here on this seesaw, what fun is it? You know what I'm saying? Was, you know, it's, of course you're supposed to go up and down like that. But if I'm just here on the bottom and she's just there, like right there, it's it's not uh, what what is it doing? Nothing. So 
So you're compromised. If you're not compromised and then you're not moving and, and she's not moving and you're not doing nothing on that seesaw. So if I compromise and push myself up just to bring her a level and then myself up, then there's your compromise. So you see what I'm saying? It just levels out. But if you just sit there on that seesaw like this, you ain't going nowhere. So you got to compromise in everything bills, um, you know, your finances, um, you know, goals in life too. You know, I, I think, I think that's an important factor because, you know, some people choose professions and I'm just getting a little bit off, but I just want to make my point. Some people choose these prof certain professions. It takes a lot of time away from their families and, um, you know, your significant other may not like that, but, um, if you're compromising and you know, you're open to doing another job or whatever it may be, then that helps too. But if you're not, you're stubborn and they're stubborn, you're not going to go anywhere. So compromise is definitely, um, one of the th key things that you need. Um, and I also think to have a good relationship, you got to have a lot of, um, patience and keep just keep an open mind and never try to win the argument, you know, um, and never go tit for tat when you argue, because sometimes, okay, so you argue and you argue, you're going back and forth. Well, you did this. Well, you did that. And it just goes back and forth and, and nothing is getting resolved by you saying, well, you did this, you did that going tat for tat, tit for tat. It's not going to, um, it's not going to get anything resolved. So I think the first thing is just having patience or, you know, if you're arguing, which, you know, could couples argue, that's, that's a given. And if you don't, then that, that might be a problem too. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, you just got to make sure you have patience and keep an open mind and, and listen, that's a, that's the key thing. A good relationship, effective listening. Don't listen just so you can, she can, or he can hurry up and finish. And then you can get your part out. Cause that's, that's a killer right there. You know, if you are wait until that person, your significant other finishes to, and you're ready to say what you got to say, and you already thinking of what you're going to say, you're not listening. And that right there is, um, that's an ingredient to a very bad toxic relationship where you just want to get your point off and, 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 and that's it. But you're listening. I mean, you're hearing it, but you're not listening. Well, I'll say that again. You're hearing it, but you're not listening. So, um, effective listening is, um, one of the most important things in, in, in a relationship. Um, uh, I, I got a lot more. I know I got to keep it under five minutes, but, um, so trust, compromise, and listening. Um, those are key factors. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I just want to give you guys a, a, a brief, brief little history of my friend Andre and his wife. Um, they, went to get, they, they met each other in college, been together since college. They both graduated to Shore University down in North Carolina. Um, Andre actually used to be, <laughs> I don't I can't even say I know exactly what Andre is doing right now as far as career wise, but Andre is one of them type of people. He does a lot of different stuff. At one point, Andre was a school teacher. Um, I think he left education and then he got into law enforcement for a minute. And uh, I think that might, he might still be into law enforcement. Andre has um, a podcast as well. Andre has a podcast that he does with him and his wife. They do a show together. It's called the Dre and V Show. Um, Andre also uh, DJs, a very good DJ. So he's one of them type of people that um, – the reason why I asked him to do it is he's one of them type of people that are – he's a community person. A lot of times you want to get people that you know know how to engage with different type of people in different areas. Um, and Andre is one of them type of people. And he says some key things, compromise, trust, listening. And what else, Jules? <laughs> I was writing it down. I liked what he said about, I liked how he talked about arguing. 
because arguing is something that you're going to encounter in any type of relationship, right? And I think it's important what, you know, one of the things that, that he raised, or at least how I heard it, is that when you're arguing, you have to remember that when the argument is over, you're still going to be in relationship with that person. And so how you argue is important. And remember that, you know, the argument is about the issue, right? Hopefully the argument is about the issue and not about the person. And if you care about the person and you want to resolve an issue, then how you argue is important. Yeah, because a lot of times the argument leads from the issue of the argument to more issues that was unsaid until the argument. Um, and then it's sometimes about who wins the argument instead of really having an argument. Um, and this and this is something about oral and language that a lot of times we don't know is that um, an argument does not have to be yelling and screaming. An argument is basically just to argue points of views. Um, <laughs> some people, some okay. people might, some people might uh, get ready for an argument, throw a bunch of Vaseline on their face, <laughs> take the hoodies off, and uh, get ready to throw down. And and that's but, one of. King did answer your question. I want to ask King something. He says some women need to see the greatness. The greatness in what, King? What you said. What? The question was, what is it about a man that love that? What is it about how a man loves that? You want a woman to know what greatness. <laughs> but on the, on, greatness? The point, on the point of arguing, Quentin, I will say that I have matured. And I think it's one of the things that Hermes has talked about, because I think one of the things he said is, you know, that the reason why a lot of people have problems and, 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 and end up in trouble is because they don't know how to monitor and manage their emotions. And sometimes arguments can get, you know, re really heated depending on, you know, what it is. And, you know, if you're not listening or you're not responding to someone. So now the approach that I'm taking is I don't want to even win the argument. I want to resolve the issue. And if the issue can't be resolved, that's fine by me. I'm going to be. Right. And, that's, and that's what Essentially New York said. And thank you, Essentially New York, for tuning into the show, um, said the argument should be to come to an understanding or an agreement about the topic. About and the topic. a lot of times, um, and when we never try to say that, some of us don't admit when we're in what we call toxic relationships, but a lot of time you could be arguing over something small. Very small. Hi, um, essentially New York. And, and, and then it, it, it goes in issues about this, issues about that. I know I've been known for that where I may load up in a, and now, and now I'm bringing up seven, seven to ten different issues in the one argument that could have been over something small. One at a time. And, and, then, and then the person that you're with, or with at the time that this happened might be like, oh, you was holding all this in? Oh, I didn't know I did that. And then it becomes a tick-for-tack game because then it's like, oh, well, I didn't say nothing when you did. We're arguing over something small. Like, right. You know, I think so we talked about that in a in a previous show where you know people people may not feel comfortable to say you know the things that are bothering them or what the issues are at the time <laughs> at the time that they're happening and so when an, when an argument does come up they feel like that's the space for them to have the conversation on all of those issues however you know it's important to maybe sometimes even make an agreement with your partner about how you are going to argue. Like if there's something that you want to tell me, but you're not sure how I'm going to receive it, just like sometimes you can say, okay, you know, some men don't like to hear, we need to talk, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, so what can I say to you when I have something that I'm thinking about that I want to discuss that might not be that pleasant? So that we can and, and create this space to have the conversation so that when the argument comes up, it's not about everything. It's about what's happening now. So King said that the potential that was not seen inside the partner. Can you answer your question? He's evading your question, Jules. He's evading it. I don't. 
No, Jake, you got to answer the question exactly how we writ we wrote it. What is it that you would want a man to know about how a woman? What is it that you would want a woman to know about how a man loves? What is it about a man? <laughs> how a man loves. <laughs> That you want a woman to yeah, know. You're talking to a woman. So you want a woman to know the potential that you see in her. That's how you love? Yeah, King. We Why we got King on the gun like this? We, we ain't right. <laughs> hey, King. <laughs> got King on the gun. We know there's some more men watching the show. So, you know, yeah, come quiet. up with that question. So, Jules, we're going we gonna, we gonna to move on to Reverend. Yes. Doctor, the good doctor, Reverend. Yeah, he he said something. I thought it was really well spoken. What did he say? <laughs> well, you asked him the question. He said, "Well, the first thing that I, I I would want a woman to know is that love is not sex. Love is having the feeling for each other and the comfort of being around each other, and the comfort of wanting the other person's approval and doing things for each other, helping each other out. That's important." And it, it, it made me, when I read it, it kind of made me smile because it goes back to the couple episodes ago where we were talking about, we were talking about being old. Being old, watching the person's uh, grace, watching the person's face change, watching the wrinkles, sitting on the porch, drinking a lemonade, watching the hands change. And that's where that it kind of speaks about what Reverend is speaking about. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, that what happens when the sex don't work? What do you, and I know we all feel like uh at a certain age that'll never happen, but it, it the reality is that that happens and 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 even if you're younger that may happen. So what do you have to hold on to? Exactly. So that's basically what the Reverend was saying. Yep. So you got another question. A man, essentially New York said a man can only love a woman to the depths he loves himself. I disagree. I kind of do too. Essentially I New York, essentially New York, we're gonna get on you now. <laughs> we're gonna get on you now. I disagree because you'll you'll see a lot of men and people in general that may love their mate more than they love themselves. Which we believe now is a is, is a no no. You can't, you should never love nobody more than you love yourself. But you see a lot of person, a lot of people that invest time, energy, emotion in someone that does not want to do that with them. Or sometimes, what I've seen is that a man will love himself. To a certain to a certain measure of depth, however, the partner that he has inspires a, a, a greater level of greatness because of that partner. Where he may end up, he might love her more at a particular time because of what that love creates for him. And I think the the depthness or, or Men that she's speaking about respect themselves, mm. are honest, are confident, are trustworthy, right? Because you you want you have to have those kind of attributes in order to love someone well. So I, I do get that part. I do get that point. Mm. Interesting. I didn't look at it like that. So then, what else did he say? Let me see if I if I. Oh yeah, the rest of the rest of what he said. The main thing is that he wants her to know that every man has a little brat in him, mm -hmm. that little boy in him, and she's got to know that he wants her to treat him like his mommy treated him <laughs> to an extent. Mm -hmm. You know how my mother brought me up. I'm still that little boy. You have to baby me sometimes. You have to tell me how great I am. You have to tell me how nice I am. I'll leave it there. I thought that was interesting. I thought that that that's more of, um, you know, uh, a way a way to. And it's funny because that's the end of the book. In a way to sum it up, a way to make him feel like you know you're doing a good job. 
Quentin, don't you find it interesting? And I do want to speak on that, but don't you find it interesting that at the beginning of the book where we asked men who was their first example of love, some of them said their mother. And when we come to the last page on the last question, the answer is... Yeah, because it goes back to the video. I might still have it. Let's see. I might still have it. I usually save a lot of videos. Oh, boy. I got rid of it. Oh, no. But so it, what? It, it goes back to the video that we showed of Ayala. Oh, yeah. Where she, where she said to the young lady, women make bad husbands. Mothers make bad husbands. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people didn't catch what she said, but she was basically saying, when a woman treats their son a certain way, they're making a bad husband for the future. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. that, and I think that speaks, it goes inside with the book. That's why we bought the video. And like you said, it's all coming full circle. Yeah. And it's all basically saying how, like, you know, if you see that first love, the love of how your mother loves, um, you're going to try to require that for the woman that you choose. Uh, we know that sometimes that doesn't always, some people actually break the mold, but sometimes the mold is not always broken and they actually try to stick too close to it. Well, like he said, my mother used to do this. My mother did that. Well, he was, I think what he was talking about, he did, he did express it is that, you know, sometimes, sometimes because of everything that's going on, right? And whatever your perspectives are love of love are, you could you could be in a relationship with someone. A woman could be in a relationship with a man and come home and he's not in the best mood. As adults in an in a relationship, our first response might be, Well, well, what's wrong with you? But from a motherly perspective, from a nurturing perspective, the question would be, are you OK? You know what I mean? And just and just having that sensitivity and just wanting to like nurture and comfort is what he was he was like talking about. Mm. So I, I do. Um, we do. We, we, we we're basically, uh, as we say, coming to an end. For starting a new chapter, I mean, um, you might you might be more excited after you see what I have. Oh my goodness! Or, or embarrassed. I'm probably you embarrassed. See, <laughs> you see this footage. Oh no! Because this one here, um, we always say that um, when one door closes, another door opens. Yes. So. I'm gonna play this video and I'm gonna ask you what the door is closing on this show. The door is uh You're uh, building it up too much, Chris. Chapter to Crown Rules 2. Uh -huh. uh, Black Man Love is coming to an end. Yes. Um 16 shows. Yes. 15 questions. Yes. Uh, that door is closing. Yes. So I'm gonna play this video and I want you to tell the audience about what we will be doing in the future.
Why are you talking? We're back on screen. You can talk. I'm speechless. Thank you. Explain to everybody what's going on. And, uh, um, uh, I'm going I'll let to... You, I'll let you catch on. Well, <laughs> the, the video I showed for everybody in the chat, the video I showed is Julia's promo to the second edition to her book, um, A Woman's Journey to the Throne. That's the second edition. That book will be dropping hopefully on Sunday. It'll March 12th. March 12th will be available on Amazon. Um, what Julia and myself has decided is that we're going to start another show in two weeks from today going over that book. So we're giving everybody in the chat an opportunity to buy Julia's book. Um, one thing that we learned from this show is that the more people that engage with us in the chat, the more people that have the book, it allows the discussion to be better. Um, so even though it is a journal type of book, mm -hmm. a woman's journal, mm -hmm. um, we have a way to figure out how we can go through it together. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm quite sure it'll be more young ladies in the in the chat, but we would like men to go through the book as well. Um, I'll be here. I'll be here each week. I'm I'm not the only man. But hopefully, more <laughs> brothers will come. So in two weeks, we're going to start. That'll be the kickoff show. Um, two weeks from today, and we're going to discuss that. Now Julia can tell y'all what's going on because she was a little stuck because she was surprised. She didn't know what video I had. I have a video of Julia dancing that she posted before, and I will never show it again. <laughs> she said, don't show it again. So I have to stick to my word. I'm going to get rid of it. So y'all see her face when I said I had a video of her, right? But so she was shocked that I had that video there. Um, so now you can explain to the audience, Julia. Sure. Thank you, Quentin. Um, I think, you know, first of all, um, that that book, um, Crown Rules, One Woman's Journey to the Throne, is um, extremely important to me. Um, it was my first attempt at writing. <laughs> It was my first, thank you. It was my first attempt at writing. And at the time I wrote it, I was in a very dark place, but coming into the light. And what I appreciate about having that document of where I was is that, you know, over COVID, I had the opportunity to go back to it and just see how much I've grown and how much I've matured. And so um, I've made changes to the book um, to make it <laughs> less about, you know, what I was experiencing about experiencing at that time and more of a tool and a resource for women to rediscover themselves in a, in a very, very positive perspective. And I'm so happy about like, if I don't do anything else in my life, I'm happy that, you know, I have these two books out. That's how serious it is for me. So it's coming. And I already told you um, uh, how I feel about Crown Rules. Uh, I was, it's funny. I was actually sharing with a friend of mine um, some of the things that we discussed about Crown Rules and um, some advice that I gave you, and and you you actually um, did 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 what I uh, advised. Hopefully, you'll hear something back soon. Yeah. Is that um one of the things that I learned from doing this show is that it's a lot that goes on with doing um, a show. Um, we all we all think uh, promoting and branding yourself is easy. It's not as easy as it may appear. Mm -hmm. um, so you need to, when you're doing a show by yourself, um, you might could do it because you you can you might have a certain motivation where you can get it off. But sometimes you need co-hosts to push you along across the line, as they say. Um, this has been an amazing opportunity for both of us because I, I think that we kind of like bring um, the strengths out of each other. 
you you have definitely been a person that um knows how to promote your brand. Um, and I think that a lot of people don't know that. And even and even when I may come up with a suggestion and be like, well, why don't you do this? You'll if if you you'll tell me, um if Thanks. we talking if we talking on here, I'll know from your facial expression whether it's a no. <laughs> but but you'll tell me like, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. I mean, even when I approached you about this, I I don't think that you thought it would work as much as I believed that it worked. But I, I think that you was like, let's give it a try. Um, one of the things why I thought that it would be good because a lot of times when we when people have uh, shows based on relationships and love and this and that, um, it's always contentious. Mm. Um, it's always meant that when you have a male and a female host, it's always they got to be at each other's throats. No. Okay. So I think that a lot of times people think, well, I'm just going to tune into the show for the drama mm -hmm. because we're so attracted to drama and hate nowadays that this is what we attract. This is what turns people on. This is what drives the ratings, unfortunately. So I think that one of the things that was good for both of us, that we did a show, 16 episodes, good. Um, the, idea, the idea of having guests on the show um, was good, and we still got guests. I mean, I've asked a lot of people that mm -hmm. I know, like you know, send a video. So we're going to continue to having videos about relationships, love, whatever, even going into your next show. Um, so that's going to be good, and just to get an understanding of what's going on. But I thought I would surprise you with that video. Thank I knew you. that. I knew that would mess your head up. <laughs> Thank you, Quentin. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to do my best to get it out there. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. So is it anything else that um you said you had two things you wanted to address? Yes. Um, so the first thing was, you know, you always say give people their flowers while they're here. And I just wanted to to give you your flowers tonight, Quentin. Um, thank you so much for the platform. And for the opportunity to just explore, you know, Crown Rules, I had an opportunity to um, look at some of your older shows like we were talking about before and to see that you've been doing this for a year. And I know that you will continue to do this. It's not easy. I think last week you had six shows that you did, you know, and it's really important during this time when, you know, all of the people that you have on your platform have so much to offer to the world and, and you're the conduit for that. So I just want to say thank you uh, for being that person for us and for allowing us to be on the platform. And you're welcome, you're welcome. And I also wanted to like give a shout out to all of my family and friends who have showed up every single week. Y'all are so dope. I love y'all and for the new friends that I've made since we, you know, been doing the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and um, you know, like like we like we said, um March twelfth is the exact date. But I, I have the first edition. Um make sure you get guys can get the first edition, the second edition, get it all, get it all so, so like I said, so you could be part of the show. It's very very interesting when somebody reads along with us and we discuss certain things. So with that, you know, um, none else I could say. Um, appreciate you too, Nicole. You're, you're, you're more than welcome. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, we, we definitely had a, a fun, these quick 16 weeks and that time flew. Yes, it went by time fast. Flew. And we missed a couple of weeks because of the, um, the holiday season. So we're going to take a week off. Next yeah. Thursday, we're not going to be here. And then the following Thursday, we're going to come back and it's going to be, uh, it ain't going to be the crown rules. It's going to be, it's going to be the first crown rules. So the first crown rules. with that, yes. everybody in the chat, take care and stay blessed.